0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 170 of the Ask the Coach show, where Skills helps you improve your table tennis. 170 is the maximum checkout possible in a standard game of darts, where the final score must be a double. It consists of two treble 20s and a double bullseye. What a great way to win the game. And today, we're going to be talking about what we've been up to and discuss some exciting tournaments that have been happening. In the questions, we'll talk about the ball toss on serve, toss in serves, and the forehand follow-up. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alloys Rosario is here with me to answer
1: your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey G It's been a while. I um, it has been a long time. I think our last show was at the end of August. Like that was so long ago. I feel I feel a lot older since then and it 's October now, my goodness, how time flies it does indeed, yeah, so where have you been jeffrey
0: uh 's been pretty exciting for me i 've been in the u s of a um, did a big trip around uh, america um, went to all uh, went to new york um, went to Orlando to uh take the kids uh to all the theme parks disney world and uh, Universal Studios. Um, and well, But when we were back in New York, LA Central Park is amazing. I love Central Park. It's awesome. Um, when we were in Orlando, I went to the Kennedy Space Center. That place is fantastic. Um, spent a day there. Could have even spent more time there. Love seeing all the rockets and the space shuttle and just incredible to think that we can uh, fly out and out of
1: space. Um, yeah, so, you know, wow. I had a good time. That's, that sounds exciting. Yeah, I'd love to go there. That that would yeah. be to the space center. That'd be uh that'd be a real buzz. Buzz. Yep. And uh-huh. you yep. went to
0: Arkansas. That's not where many tourists go, Alloys. Arkansas. Um, why, would, why? Why? on earth would you go to
1: Arkansas, Jeffrey?
0: Well, that's what all the customs people say. You go. I'm going to New York. I'm going to Florida. I'm going to Arkansas. What? What are you going there for? <laughs> uh, but my wife, Mel, uh, went to university there, so she's. Um, Got some friends there, so we went to Arkansas and had a great time in Arkansas.
1: I'm sure it's a beautiful um,
0: place too. It is, yes, very nice. Uh, and then we, of course, we went to Vegas. We saw Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> and Cirque du Soleil, and then we went to Yosemite National Park, beautiful national park. San Francisco, and drove down the coast. What a beautiful coastline to Los Angeles. So yeah, we had a we had a great trip. Uh, everyone had a great time. It was, yeah,
1: fantastic. Sounds, sounds, sounds absolutely super, Jeff. But thank thankfully, we got you back and we can do this show again. <laughs> Indeed. So, what have you been up to all this time? Uh, yeah, I've been in Melbourne. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, but I've been, um, yeah, doing some, doing some, yeah, really interesting coaching. Um, had our uh, national para squad camp on the weekend, so that was that was exciting and that's that's a, held at one of our um football clubs here and it's amazing to see the facilities um that the football clubs have and and uh, the things they've got available to them you know the the um the hot cold pools um you know the the gym set up but it's just just absolutely magnificent to to see um how how it's all decked out and uh and how, what those guys have to train with.
0: Yeah, very very good. Um I guess in Australia in some ways we're lucky with table tennis that we've got quite a lot of halls that are that are set up uh well. Um yep. especially in the country associations I guess.
1: Yeah, there's uh, yeah, I mean I I'm, I'm lucky to coach a couple of those in Ballarat and Geelong. I mean there's ta- there's table tennis stadiums there that like most European um, cities would absolutely kill for. You know, Ballarat's got 28 tables set up full time. Um, beautiful hall, Geelong 33 tables set up full time. You know, big hall. So yeah, it really is. It's uh, yeah, we are very very blessed with uh, with facilities here in in um, Australia. Yes, we
0: certainly are. Now, Alloys, um, I'm just looking back. At the last Pink Skiller's question of the day, which was like you said a long time ago, and it was, how often do you change your equipment?
1: Yes. Did we get so, much um, response to this? No, not much. Um, I'll, I'll have to have a look, actually, Jeffrey. <laughs> um, yeah. so, so, how often do you change yours, Jeffrey? Um, very, very
0: rarely, because um, because. Because we don't play that much anymore,
1: Alice. I, I, I haven't changed it in over a year. I don't think. Yeah, and uh, and me too. I mean, especially with the blades. So, so it's interesting with the blades. You know, like I change the blade, my blade. You know, once every never basically. Um, so uh, yeah, very very rarely uh, change the blades. Rubbers now, um, yeah, it's definitely more than every six months. So um, it. It's usually, you know, six to twelve months. I need to change my my rubbers, so I really don't need to change it all that often. Um, and that's just because of the number of hours um, that you play with it. You know, we, we usually recommend that you um, that you change it, say, every eighty to one hundred hours or so. Um, so that's probably a, a good a good guide as far as um, the number of hours for um, for your rubber. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, it depends a little bit on your level as well. I mean, the, the top-level players change them, you know, really regularly because they want their rubber, you know, perfect all the time. So um, just looking back at some of the replies that we had, so it was quite a while ago, but, yeah, so Thad said uh, every 100 hours of use, so that's that's a pr- pretty good guide. Um, and Joel said, I was about to play table tennis before I saw this. There you go. Um so don't let us stop you doing that, though, um, uh, Joel. Um, Zhang said he changes his blade every six months. That's yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty often, and he's rubber every month. So obviously a fairly high level player uh, to be needing to do that. Um, and Glenn said I have two clamper straight handle uh, Tam Cub carbon blades since nineteen eighty. Three. There you go. We'll have to work out, Mister Numbers Man. How long ago was that? Uh, Thirty-two years. Thirty-two years. Yeah. So that's uh, that's quite a while. So yeah. So a real variation there, isn't it, Jeff? Of uh,
0: yeah, of- certainly. So yeah, my blade is from the nineteen nineties. Um, still in yeah. good condition. So you know, I just keep using that. And when I was playing, you know, full time, I was. Changing my robes probably every month, Alois. Um, so a lot different to now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, very good. All and,
0: right. But Jeffrey, yep.
1: Jeffrey, we have forgotten one very important thing. Yep. On this day. So,
0: okay. Jeffrey, um, that is very important. What happened on this day?
1: Well, I'm, I'm we going to get you to tell me. So on this day, Something was invented by Charles Macintosh. Charles Macintosh. Um, Macintosh, is the, Macintosh is the key.
0: It, it's not. It's not a. He didn't invent the Macintosh
1: computer, did he? No. 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 Of course not. No. It's it Apple's. Was, no. It was the raincoat, Jeffrey. The raincoat. In Macintosh. Yeah, you've never heard of a raincoat being called a macintosh? No, no, man, you're a lot older than I am. <laughs> uh, nah, obviously you just missed that part of uh, the general knowledge section. Um, if anybody <laughs> has heard of a raincoat coat being called a macintosh,
0: um, leave a comment on the blog or on our Facebook page when we when you hear this
1: episode. Come I don't on, think gosh. anyone
0: back, that at all. back me
1: up. And that was, and this, I don't think you were around then. That was in 1823, Jeffrey.
0: (laughs) I was not around then. (laughs)
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Excellent. All right. And I'm, yeah, you know, I've heard of Macintosh apples, but I'm sure he didn't invent apples either. Um, (laughs) Okay. All right. Great, great fact. 1823. There you go. Love it. Good little disdain history. Aren't you glad we're back and you're watching this show? Isn't it fantastic? <laughs> All right. Um, let's get on to the Ping Skills question of the day. So because we've been away for a while, the Ping Skills question of the day is, what have you been doing with your table tennis in the last month? We'd love to hear what you've been up to. Let us know. As always, you can put a comment on the Facebook page or you can put a comment on our blog. Go to PingSkills.com, click on the blog link. All right, now Alois, there's been some pretty big tournaments going on while we've been away. Uh, European Championships and the Asian Championships.
1: What happened? Yeah, so uh, yeah, pretty yeah, some some um, some big results, I suppose. So at the um, at the Asian Championships, which is you know basically like a world's really um, men's singles, Fan Zen Dong took it out. So uh, so that was uh, that was pretty. Exciting. So, the, I suppose the big news was that Ma Long um, had to uh, had to withdraw. Um, so he's had he's got an injury, and they're just hoping that he's going to be okay for the uh, the men's World Cup, which is going to start shortly. So, uh, so Fan Zendong, um took out Zhu Xin um, in the final, four three eleven nine in the seventh. So, uh, pretty exciting, and, and, a, and a big win for Fan dong to win a, a major like that. But the semi-finalists, so Chang chi Yuan from uh, Taipei made the semi and uh, and uh, Chun-Tin Wong um, from Hong Kong made the semi and lost to Zhu Zin. So, um, yeah, I suppose a couple of surprise semi-finalists there in the men's singles. Um, and in the women's, you know, another injury-plagued event because uh, Zhu Yuling uh, won the event, but in the final, Chen Meng had to, uh, had to withdraw uh, during the final. Um, so um and she had uh, she had quite a serious injury and yeah, was in hospital for a few days so again you know chinese national team yeah, maybe in a little bit of trouble maybe coming back to the field we 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 hope so uh so let's see yeah, yeah no but uh yeah sad news for those players and hopefully they'll they'll recover quickly and be back uh, back on deck really soon and then uh, almost uh, concurrently the european championships is being held and Ovcharov. Had a big win, so uh, came through with the goods and uh, and took out the Europeans, winning four one against Freitas Marcos Freitas in the final. So, uh, so yeah, good win there for him. Um, Liam Pitchford did well from England, uh, made the quarters. Uh, sorry, last sixteen, last sixteen for Liam Pitchford, losing to Ovchirov. Um, Yeah, so. And again, uh, Freitas, uh, Freitas making the final is is uh, is good. He was the number two seed, but um, but you know he's he's really consolidated himself um, in the last few uh, few years, at, at right at the top there. And in the women's, um, the Romanian uh, Elisabeta Samara took out the final uh, against Ligier from uh, Netherlands so yeah so some some interesting interesting results there as well so that was uh, that was the two big tournaments that were on uh, while we we're away and then currently um, or just about to start is the European para Championships as well so um, so that get I think kicks off today I'm just checking um, yeah I think it, that kicks off today so uh, let me just check. Yes, it does. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's in uh, Denmark. So there you go. Big event.
0: Excellent. Um, that is good. And so, people, if you haven't seen any of these tournaments, make sure you watch some of them. Um, the ITTF has a great website where you can watch a lot of their tournaments live. It's ITTV. So just go yeah. to ITTF.com and click on the ITTV link to see lots of great top table tennis Really good, and um, fun to watch, and good for your game to just see how the top players play.
1: Yeah, and we'll put also put a link to the um, the European Para Championships. There's a there's a live streaming link that uh, that I have that I'll uh, that we'll put up so that uh, people can watch that as well. Um, pretty amazing to watch some of the players uh, in the Para Championships. Um, things that they can do. I mean, the the class tens, you know, are, are just a high standard. Um, able-bodied, almost table tennis uh, level, uh, but you know the the players in the wheelchairs, classes one to five, and then the classes six to seven, I think, are really interesting. Um, the things that uh, they are able to overcome and still play pretty amazing table tennis. So, so uh, we'll put a link on to that as well and have a look and just see uh, see these guys in action. You'll be you will be very very surprised.
0: Indeed. Indeed. All right. Now, um, talking about Denmark, Trevor Hirth, Alois is tuning in from holiday in Denmark, and he asks, "Did any of you play versus any Danish
1: players in your career?" Yeah, no, not really. Um, not um, yeah, maybe at the, maybe at the Worlds in ninety one, but I can't remember. It's too long ago, Trevor. Um, I'll have to I'll have to go back and have a look through the uh, through the the record books um but uh, yeah so Trevor's actually over there at the European Championships um he's the Australian um or the Oceania sorry representative um on the players committee over there so uh so pretty exciting times for Trevor um over there at the European Parachampionships uh as well and uh, he tells me you know he tells me that he was he's been in meetings all day and and he's really tired but I don't know about that. I think he's probably, uh, you know, been, been out uh, been out with some Vikings. All right. Well, enjoy that,
0: Trevor. And uh, thanks for the question. All right. Now, um, Luke has jumped on using the Google Q&A app and asked a question just like Trevor has. And anyone can do this live on the show by just going to our Google Plus page. And the easiest way to get to our Google Plus page is just go to pingskills.com Scroll down the bottom and click, click on the little Google Plus icon. And uh, Luke asks, hey, Ping Skills, how do you normally glue your racket? As a looper, I tend to hit the ball with the edge of my racket, eventually leaving me with a partially unstuck rubber, which makes it hard to loop. Then I've got to glue it again. So continues the cycle.
1: Yeah. I, um, look, I, I don't think it would be the hitting the ball with the edge of the racket that is causing the, the rubber to come off. Um, so maybe when you are gluing it, just pay attention to putting a little bit more glue around on the blade, not on the rubber, um, around the edges. So just make sure that you've got a really good coating around the edges, um, in particular, and then also on the back of the rubber, um, because that is an area that you know can peel peel back a little bit so just make sure you're doing that well um and get that get the glue right up to the right up to the edge of the racket when you are gluing it um and that yeah. might help
0: and i found sometimes alloys if the rubber overhang the blade a little bit that kind of made it easier to come a bit loose so maybe cutting, it making sure it's cut back to the level of the blade might help
1: yep yeah that's another good suggestion mm-hmm. so you yeah, try right. that, that
0: yeah yeah Try that, Luke, and hopefully that helps you out. Now, Ilya has asked a question. Alice, he says, suppose that I'm a right-handed player. I'm right-hander playing against another one. The ball is coming into my middle, and I want to play a forehand topspin to the backhand. Should I adjust my feet position or just try to turn my body more like a down-the-line shot?
1: Yeah, so... This this all depends on the amount of time you've got, Ilya. So that that ball's coming into your middle here, and you're trying to play the ball over right over there. If you've got more time, you can turn your your feet. But most of the time, it's going to be um, a lot about just being able to turn your body uh, from your waist and really twist from your waist to make that position to get the ball um, over to that uh, over to the backhand corner. Um, it's quite a quite a difficult shot. Um, to, to get that ball back there. The other thing that you want to think about is is also just turning your wrist back a little bit. So using the angle of your wrist to get that ball back around there. So if you, if you have your wrist like that, um, it's hard to get the ball right back over to that corner there. But if you just turn your wrist a little bit, you'll be able to um, – that will help you to get that ball into that direction. So so close to the table, think about really twisting from the waist and utilising your wrist slightly to to help you to uh, to get that angle back to the backhand side. Yeah,
0: so it does sound pretty similar to a down the line shot. I guess it's just in your middle, so you just got to try and make good position first. Um, yeah, and, yeah. It's,
1: and it's and it's even more of a it's even more of a turn um, because if the ball's out to your to your forehand uh, corner um you don't have to turn as much but in the middle here you do have to turn a little bit more because the angle becomes different so you're trying to get the ball that angle rather than just straight here
0: right gotcha all right Ilya, try that out and let us know if it helps you out now richard has a question for us about the ball toss during service Alois. he says I know you're not supposed to toss it towards you and it should be as vertical as possible, but do you toss it right in front of you or should it be tossed slightly to the side of you as in
1: towards your back? <laughs> yes. So um, so uh, Richard actually is a left-hander. Um, he commented a little bit later. So for the left-hander, you want to be throwing the ball a little bit towards your left hip. So if you're throwing the ball here... Um, It's difficult. It's more, more difficult to utilize your wrist here than here. So when you've got, just stand up for a sec. So if you're here, then you can use your wrist, um, a little bit better. If it's out here, it's a little bit more restricted to use your wrist. So, so here you get your forearm and your wrist working a little bit better. So, so more from your left hip. If you're a left hander and if you're a right hander, a little bit more from your right hip so he does say that yes you are supposed to throw the ball up straight but there are tolerances um that are really acceptable and this is a this is again one of our little bugbears about um about the rules but we'll we won't mention that right here um but yeah so if if you're throwing the ball up from here and it's going to there that's that's fine as far as the the angle of your um, angle of your throw yeah, and if you watch
0: all the top players' alloys, none of them throw the ball straight up vertically
1: for the pendulum serve. There's oh, don't start me, Jeffrey! Don't start me.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not really. I'm not really trying to start you for the rules. I'm just talking about in terms of for yourself because it's got, like you do want. Like I said, you want to hit the ball at your the back hip. But it's kind of a bit awkward to get your hand over there and throw it up straight from there. So people tend to throw it up from a slightly different position. And um, I'm just saying that to help Richard out. Good, good, excellent. Yes, that's perfectly right. Yes. So, you know, start somewhere that's comfortable to, comfortable to hold the ball and then throw it back so that you'll be hitting the ball towards your back hip. Hopefully that helps you out, Richard. And don't get alloy started on the rules on our first show back. All right. Um, now Harshit has asked a question. He says, Can you help me with topspin
1: serves? I can't figure out how to do it. If you can, it would be very helpful. Yes. So so topspin serves. So there's there's a whole variation of topspin serves. So one is to just throw the ball up and topspin the ball over that way. So that's a pretty simple topspin serve. And it's a serve that you would only use at a really, really basic level because if you're just serving the ball with topspin like that, um, it's going to be very easy for your opponent to read that and to be able to attack um, that ball. But what we'll start to talk about is just how you get different variations of topspin serve. So for example, with the pendulum serve, um, The pendulum motion is that with your arm. So the bat's coming down, the bat's going up. So to get topspin, what you're going to do is hit the ball a little bit later in the swing when the bat is actually on its upward movement. So when it's going up, then you're going to get topspin on the ball. So it's basically the same as doing this. So it's the same uh, motion. The ball is going to just get the label there. The ball is going to roll forward and that's the same thing that's going to happen here. Just your hands in a different position and then the ball rolls forward, um, off your bat. So, so that's how you do the topspin serve with a pendulum with the backhand serve. Same thing. So you're starting here, the bat's going down, then the bat's going up. So as the bat's going up, then you get topspin on the ball. So, um, just have a little bit of a think about that. It, it is, I find it, it is a really difficult concept um, for players to get um, initially. Um, it, yeah, so just have a think about hitting the ball when that bat's on the way up and then see if you can start to generate a little bit of topspin on those serves.
0: Yeah, one thing that confused me when first learning about these serves is people talk about topspin serves, but you really should think about them as kind of, Top spin, side spin serves because with the pendulum, you're coming across the ball as well, and same with the backhand serve, you're generally coming across. So you kind of get the ball spinning sideways and forwards, um, rather than just thinking about just a plain topspin serve.
1: Yeah, that's that's completely right. So most of, most serves will have an element of side spin on them as well. So the backhand serve will be coming across that way. The pendulum serve will be coming across this way. Um, the tomahawk serve will be going across that way. So um, so what, whichever serve it is, um, there will be some um, top, uh, side spin, sorry, but then it's whether it's got some top spin on it as well as or it's got some back spin on it as well. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And Harshit, when you're practising these, Just experiment around with slightly different variations. Try and come slightly up on the ball and then next one, try and come slightly down. And it's those variations that are going to make your serve really hard for your opponent to read. So really play around a lot with your serve. Try hitting the ball different angles, different points in the swing. Just experiment a lot. Spend a lot of time with it and you will definitely, you know, get better at your serve and it will help your game a lot. Okay, now How has a question. How says, when I rally, I'm unable to hit the second ball coming to me. I serve, my opponent pushes, I toss in the ball back, and my opponent does the same. And when that ball comes to me, I'm unable to hit it. Is it because I
1: play too close to the table? Ah, uh, the old forehand follow-up. It, it's a, It's a... Um, it looks so easy, but it is quite a difficult stroke to play. So um, what we're talking about here is, so I've served, you push it, I make that first topspin. That's pretty simple for, for most players as they start to advance. So they, you can make that topspin off backspin. But when the person blocks that next ball back to you, often that's a difficult ball to play. Um, so there's a couple of elements to it. One... It's really important, firstly, that you watch the ball carefully. So watching the ball will allow you to read where the ball's coming. Secondly, make sure that you are in a fairly neutral position. So after you've played your topspin, don't stand in one uh, on one side like this because if the ball comes there, you're always going to be in trouble. Or if you're waiting here and the ball comes there, you're going to be in trouble. So after you play that stroke, just be nice and square to the table so that you're ready for the ball to come to either side. And then the next thing is actually hitting that, that ball. Um, I find that most players on that next ball to start with will hit that ball off the end of the table. So that's the adjustment between the lifting of the, of against the backspin and then the coming a little bit more forward against the block ball. So, that's um, that's a subtle variation that you've got to get used to, between changing between the lifting action and then the slightly more forward action. So lift and then forward. And as I said, most of the time that next ball, that fifth ball, um, players will play off the end of the table. So you just need to adjust to that and come uh, more forward and tilt your bat over the ball for that stroke. But we do have... Um, a lesson for our premium members, we've got a lesson on that uh, on the forehand follow-up that uh, that explains it and shows it really well. So um, you can have a look at that. Great.
0: Great. Now, in terms of your position close to the table, the push comes, you make that uh, lifting topspin shot, and then the ball comes back with topspin, and often it sort of seeing, appears to come deeper. So should you try and stand your ground where you are or do you try and move back after you played that first top spin to give yourself a bit more time.
1: Yeah um, it probably you probably need to be a little bit further back because for the against the backspin ball you've probably moved in slightly um, to lift that ball um, so then yeah just reset yourself into your basic basic ready position again um, you know within touching distance of the table. So if you, if you get back to that position, that gives you a little bit more time to just read and see the ball and react to that as well, yeah.
0: Okay, but you don't want to sort of play the shot and then take a huge step backwards.
1: No, you don't want to go too far back because then you're giving away the advantage that you've got. So you've you've been able to make that first attack, so then you want to try and press that attack and and give your opponent as little time as you can.
0: Great. All right. So how? Try out those suggestions. Hopefully that helps you out. Sounds like you're, you're making good progress. You're serving, getting that third ball in. This is just the next step. So keep working on it. See if you can get someone to practice with and just practice, you know, your third ball and then the follow-up. That'll really help you out. Great skill to have. Keep working on it. You're going in the right direction. Excellent, Alois. Well, welcome back. That wraps up Um Show one hundred and seventy. It's uh, been a fun show. We got lots of links which we'll put in the show notes. And so, thank you everybody for watching,
1: and thank you, alloys. Thanks, Jeffrey. And uh, yes, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, yeah, probably a little bit later um, tomorrow. We got uh, I've got something on in the morning, so um, yeah, later show tomorrow. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll put it up on Google Plus, and you'll be able to see when that show is. So, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye. See you everyone. Bye.